Let's all now turn to Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. And after you look up Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, if you could please stand to honor the reading of God's word. It says this in Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16. And this is Jesus speaking, of course. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a basket or a bushel. Put it on a candlestick, or excuse me, but on a candlestick and gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. God bless and honor the reading of his word and you may be seated. You know, when I was a little kid, <clears throat> when I was a little kid, I used to sing a song all the time. It's one maybe you've heard of. You used to say, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. I won't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. I won't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. I'll shine all over the neighborhood. I'm going to let it shine. I'll shine all over the neighborhood. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. I'll let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Yes, sir. I'll let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Y'all have a little. I'm not going to turn this light off. I'm going to turn it. No, 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 no. I'm going to keep it going all through the sermon. All through the sermon. We're going to let my light shine. Yes, sir. However, I'm going to put the bushel over there <laughs> and get it out of my way. The reason I know that technically people always sing, hide it under a bushel on the second verse. I didn't. And the reason is because today the title of the sermon is under a bushel. Under a bushel is the title of today's sermon because a lot of people have their light hidden today. They do. I hope yours isn't. I hope the light of Jesus is brightly shining in you today. I really do. We are living in a dark, dark world. A dark world. And the brightness of Christ, that candle needs to be seen. Needs to be seen. In fact, that's why I'm wearing the tie that I made, actually. And uh, I want it to be seen brightly. That's why I'm wearing all black. Because I want the brightness, because Jesus is our light. And I want it to be seen brightly. We need to allow Jesus Christ to be seen all around the world. And if it's seen brightly in you and in your brother, sister in Christ, maybe they'll see the brightness of Christ and they'll go to it. But we're living in a dark world, a dark world of sin. And it can be scary it can be scary and it can be discouraging. It can be scary, it can be discouraging, and it can be distracting. 
It can be discouraging and distracting and yes, depressing. And it can be discouraging and distracting and depressing and yes, devastating. It can be all these things. And with that, let's take a look at some of the discouraging, distracting and depressing and yes, even devastating things that we see in this dark world that we're living in right now. So let's look at Philippians 4, 6 through 7. We know we're living in a dark world, a lost world, in fact. But I'm not concerned myself for myself because I know the light shines in me. The light is Jesus, not myself. But it tells us in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, be anxious for nothing. And I quote this a lot because I have to. Because I get anxious, folks. And there's nothing wrong with the emotion, the nervousness. But we're not to let it overtake us. This one says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with gratitude, make your request known to God. And the peace of God, which what does it do? It surpasses all understanding, will protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we do live in a dark world. And that's a fact right now. It's so dark. We can see that the we are in the last days, folks. There is no question. Anyone that says, oh, I've heard that my whole life. Well, duh. I said it before, it's been the last days of 2,000 years. And I seriously doubt that you're over 2,000 years old, although I've met a few folks, so it does make you question. But the truth be told, though it's the dark days, the last days, if you have Jesus Christ shining, you don't have to worry about the darkness around, but the light that shines within. Amen? I know it gets distracting. I know it gets discouraging, and it gets uh you know, depressing and devastating. And it's that's definitely depressing when you think about those who don't know Christ. But we don't keep our eyes on those things around us, but that that is within us. That's what we need to do. Let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. And this is important, Christian soldier. This is important. Now, keep in mind, we know that the Lord is talking through Isaiah to the people of Israel, but I still want you to listen to these words because it's actually talking to the children of God. This one says, Isaiah 54, verse 17 says, No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that, that shall rise against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their vindication is from me, says the Lord. You don't need to be worried about all those who are coming against you in this dark world, Christian soldier. I know you're in a dark world. I know right now it's scary when people come against you. But you don't understand, Pastor. My boss, my cousin, my cousin's mother's, whatever, whatever, doesn't matter what they say. Because greater is he who's in you than he who's of the world. And you have to remember, even all those things, that no weapon that formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Don't worry about what. The, yeah, but I want to come off as a nice guy, as a good guy. Well, no one's more of a good guy than Jesus Christ. Don't you want to agree with Jesus Christ and not those folks? Okay, yeah, they may not think that you're cool. I don't care if I look cool to them. By the way, have you not noticed what seems to be cool? In their opinion today won't seem cool tomorrow my goodness they change their opinion more than they change their underwear and that wouldn't surprise me by some of these dirty little folks i apologize if that's too obvious but anyway this is what it says in luke 137 what jesus christ says here for with god nothing 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 will be impossible it doesn't say nothing three times in a row by the way that's me putting that in there for with god nothing will be impossible and what am i saying about that i was saying 
uh, <coughs> excuse me, that God is with you and that God may very well come back right now, but do not feel down that nothing is impossible. God is with you and it may seem impossible right now when we look at this dark, disgusting uh, world, it looks horrible. It seems horrible, but don't, don't feel so discouraged. Don't feel distracted by this dark world. Don't feel depressed all the time by looking at this dark world and don't feel devastated by this dark world because Christ is with you. Now, here's the truth. If we look at what we can do, if we look what we deserve, well, in reality, we're disqualified to go to heaven on our own works. Isn't that right? On our own works, we're disqualified. We're disabled. I take it from me, I'm a disabled man. There's certain things I can do, but other things I'm not. But as I said before, greater sees in me than he's of the world, First John 4, 4. I'm disqualified. I'm disabled. I'm, a, I'm like a delinquent. And uh, the problem with a lot of even Christians, right now they're divorced. They're divorced from the church, the body of the church. Well, take it from me. I'm disqualified from a lot of things. I'm disabled. I feel like a delinquent. And I am divorced. <laughs> But here's the other thing. Many, many people right now, even many Christians, they're disqualified to go out and speak the word because they're not living the word. They're disabled because they won't allow themselves to be able and follow Christ. They are looking like a delinquent because they're not following God like they could. And they are divorced from the body of Christ. They're divorced from the church because, you know, in the Bible, oftentimes talks about the church like being the bride of Christ. And people can not. Uh, be that way. They don't have to feel divorced. They, they feel that way because they themselves have chosen not to be part of the church. But we don't have to feel divorced anymore. You've not lost salvation. You've lost your close relationship with Christ because of your choice to go into the dark world. Well, don't be in the dark anymore. Pick up the light that shines within you. Take it out and shine it around the whole world. Christ is still within you. Christ is still within you. Shine it. This is a light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No, I'm going to let it shine. Don't you let Satan woof it out. <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. Mm -hmm. Let it shine till Jesus comes and all over the neighborhood and every little verse they have. Boy, when I used to sing this to the children back in the day, we would come up with 25 or more verses. They would go on and on and on and on. But the kids loved it. And you know why? But we're going to let it shine. Hallelujah. And we go on and on and on with it and we wouldn't let it stop. We're going to let it shine. And I hope your light shines too, because the light is not you. The light is Jesus. And if you don't see Jesus Christ shining in you, it's not because he's not shining. It's because you're not letting him shine. He's shining his bright. You know what people sometimes say? I don't see the sun bright, shining bright anymore. It's not because the sun's not shining bright. It's because you're allowing the clouds to block it from being seen. And I'm not talking about literally right now, folks. I'm talking about a lot of times our mood. It's putting clouds over there. Oh, just a little rain cloud. And no, get those emotions out of the way and let the brightness of Christ shine. Come on now. Come on. You know, Jesus told many, many parables. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, <laughs> this parable that we started off with, in the, you know, in the beginning of the sermon, one of my all-time favorites, if not my favorite. It's hard for me to say my favorite because I got so many, just like I do so many hymns and many other things. You know me. 
But do you know that parable, Jesus Christ spoke of a lot of parables. And you will see many of the same parables mentioned in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They're, they're repeated. This parable is mentioned in all three. Did you know there's no parables in the book of John? Did you know that? No parables of John. Now you know something else you didn't know. But in John, there are no parables. However, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all have this parable. So throughout this sermon, I'm going to read you. I start off with Matthew. Now we're going to go through Mark. And at the end of the sermon, we're going to go through Luke. That way you've heard all the versions of the hiding it under a bushel. Nope. We're going to let it shine. So let's take a look at it. Jesus told many parables. And here we're going to hear about the bushel. Or in other words, basket. Let's look at Mark chapter 4. Verse 21 through 25. And he said to them, of course, he being Jesus, he said to them, <clears throat> a candle brought to be put under a basket or under a bed and not to be is a candle, is a candle to be under a basket or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick. For there is nothing hidden except to be revealed for there is nothing hidden except to be revealed neither is anything kept secret except to be proclaimed if anyone has ears let him hear in other words let him understand that's what he said he said to them take heed what you hear the measure you give will be measured for you and to you who hear will more be given. For to him who has will more be given. And for him who has not will be taken, even what he has. In other words, much is given, much is required. It's the same story. Hide it under a bushel? Nope. Take out that light. Let it be seen by the whole world around. Many people like to hide the light of Jesus, but we're not to do that. No, we're going to let it shine. We should let it shine. But we are in a dark, dark world right now. The world right now is going through depression like never before. <clears throat> Your pastor has suffered from depression before. I mean, why wouldn't I? I I've gone through uh, several things. I don't know if you know this. A lot of pastors go through depression because there's an awful lot of stress in their lives. You may not know that. You may think a pastor does nothing but sit around and look at a, a Bible story and sit in front of y'all and talk. Well, that's not true. <clears throat> pastors go through a lot but that being said I can tell you that when I first came behind the pulpit which was nine years ago this month and was asked to, to uh, pastor in this church at least until we found someone else until the Lord told me there is you're the one and then I realized I had a lot of stress on me because I had such low self-esteem and insecurity and all those types of things I've told you all that before but I'm telling you is that I thought I wasn't worthy and I'm not worthy and neither are you. But here's the thing. We are nothing but the wax. Jesus Christ is the light. Okay. Now I have a lot of wax. <laughs> so I buy Q-tips. No, but seriously, the truth be told is we are the wax and Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, I didn't mean to make you queens of it. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the light to be seen. All he asks us to do is make sure our wick is ready. Is your wick ready? 
he asked us to have a wick prepared. He, but too many times people don't have their wick prepared and they're too busy and wicked. Amen. Amen. Have your wick prepared to be lit and keep it lit. That's what needs to be done. So whenever I got behind the pulpit, I kept thinking I wasn't good enough. But as long as I allowed my wick to be seen and let it shine bright, let him shine bright, all was well. And the Lord God started molding and making and taking the wax, as you will, about saying here, and letting it be molded and become better and better and better. And you say, but God doesn't mold wax and all that stuff. Let me tell you something I used to do as a kid. My grandma used to have us come over, especially in the wintertime, have us come over. And I remember one time in particular, the electricity went out. This was like 1984, I think it was. And the electricity went out. And uh, she had a, a, a gas stove. We had an electric stove. So we went over there for quite a few days. And boy, did we have fun. She had all sorts of old candles and things. And she would melt the candles and let us mold things out of the wax. And we used to make statues and other things out of the wax. Oh, I, love, I still remember to this day making the statues and little things. And, and I remember we would mold stuff out of that wax. And I remember the, the wax would get just soft enough where you could even just you could even just push the wax in there and make the, the, the candle tall and look thinner and better. And my whole point is this. My whole point is a lot of times, if you allow yourself to be molded and you allow your, your uh, candle to be lit, that the, the candle itself can be soft and, and, and moldable. Now, the point of all that is too often people say, I can't be used. I'm not moldable. That's because you're not allowing the wick to be lit. Allow yourself to be lit from the Lord and let it shine. That's what needs to be done. That's what needs to be done. Listen to what it says in Psalm 119, verse 2. Psalm 119, that's the longest. Psalm 119, verse 2. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies and who seek him with all their heart. With all their heart. Hallelujah. Oh, I love Matthew 6, 6. You know why I'm saying this? Because people say, what about praying in secret? Didn't Jesus say we should pray in secret? Well, that's not really what he's talking about. Because people say, shouldn't we not? Shouldn't we not pray out loud? Because people a lot of times will say that we shouldn't pray out loud because Jesus said pray in secret. We shouldn't be out there lit up for the whole world to see. Shouldn't we pray in secret? Doesn't that contradict? That's not what he's talking about. Let's read Matthew 6, 6 real quick. Because it does sound contradictory. If one minute Jesus says, shine bright for the whole world to see, and then the next minute he's saying, no, 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 no. Pray in secret. Don't let everybody see what you're doing. Let's see what the Lord says, Matthew 6, 6. What about praying in secret? Like Jesus said, it says this. But you, when you pray, enter your closet, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So wait a minute. If we're supposed to let the light shine, why are we supposed to do everything in secret? He's not telling us to do everything in secret. He was talking to those who were used to the Pharisees and others who were coming out and being bold and rambunctious and trying to get nothing but attention. In other words, if you're just out there trying to get attention and you're doing it for the wrong reasons and your attitude is corrupt and you're all about, I want everyone to see me. It's all about attention and I am the greatest. No, 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 no. This is not about you. It's about he who shines within you. Yes, not, it's not about you who own the candle. It's about the bright wick. It's about the flame, which is Christ, the light. Not about he who owns the light. 
In other words, the candle. It is about the, the light, which is Jesus, not you. This is the big problem. Too many, I'm just going to say, there's too many people who I see all the time, whether it be on TV or not, too many, uh, okay, I had someone ask me this yesterday. What, what is the difference between ministers like the late, great Billy Graham? By the way, he would get on me for saying great by his name. You know why? Humble. Hallelujah. Or the great, in my opinion, who is my pastor and just passed away this week, Charles Sink. Or great people who is my pastor still, and I'm talking about uh, the pastor who I talked to, uh, Russell Hyatt. Or the other great who's my other pastor, and I'm talking about uh, David Jeremiah. And many others I listen to. And then there's others who I'm not that fond of. I'm just going to say their name out loud. Might as well. People know me. I'm talking about people like uh, Kenneth Copeland. Not a fan. Kenneth Copeland. These people who are all about prosperity. Getting money, getting money. Joel Osteen. Not a big Joel Osteen fan. If you like Joel Osteen, that's between you and the Lord. Uh, but if I want to see a smile like that, I'll watch Batman so the Joker shows up. But that's just me. That's just me. That being said, uh, going back to what I was talking about, uh, with me personally, and by the way, I wasn't trying to be cruel, but, I, but you know, the truth be told, with that kind of thing, uh, when I want to watch those people speaking, I think sometimes you don't get to see the light shine. I want to see the light shine brightly like these good men could and did. <sighs> Some of those men who I was speaking about just now, a lot of times they would pray, I'm talking about the Pharisees back in the day, they would pray in front of people to be a showman. Or we're not to be a showman. It's not to be attention. It's not to be, that's why we're talking about doing good works. We're to be sincere. We're to be true. We're to let God be seen. Not about them. It's not about you. It's about him who saved me on the cross and from the grave. On my own, I am nothing but a person who deserves to be a hell for eternity. And I do. You? Yes, me. You have no idea. And by the way, that's not braggadocious whatsoever. I say that out of shame and sorrow. I do. I do. We need to be sincere and allow the light who saved me from eternal flames, be seen. Many are trying to hide from God in darkness, in sin, in their weakness, and all. And also they're trying to hide their sin. They're trying to hide their darkness as if they don't have any. We can't do that. You can't hide the truth from God. You can't, you can't hide the truth from God. You can't do it. It's best to take it out and let God see. I'm not talking about letting everybody else see it. They don't need to do that. I'm not also talk, not talking about Pretending like that you're perfect. I'm not talking about that either. But I am talking about bringing it in front of the Lord and those selected by God for you to show, whether it be your pastor or those selected in your life. But that be because here's the problem. Too many are trying to fit into the world. And many try, but they fail because they uh, they will fail, I meant to say. They will fail. We're not to fit into the world. You, you cannot hide from God. You can't hide from God. Listen to what it says in Ecclesiastes 12, 14. For God will bring every deed, every action, every deed into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. You can't hide from God. So many people are trying to hide from God. You can't do it. You can't do it. Why? Doesn't he love me? Of course, that's why. 
You know, when, when a mommy and daddy, and I'm talking about the good mommas and daddies, and by the way, I, I, I think there's a lot of people who love the kids, but sometimes they'd run there to be fun all the time, and that's not always a good thing to do. Because when a mom and daddy really love their kids, they love them enough to, to, to whip them. They love them enough to, you know, you don't have to whip a kid, but I'm talking about to uh, discipline. You love them enough to do what's good for them, not what makes them feel good. Because what makes them feel good isn't always what's good for them. In fact, I dare say what makes them feel good for the moment a lot of times is rotten for them. You know what makes you feel good emotionally all the time? Eating nothing but goodies, 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 which isn't goody, goody, goody for me, me, me. It makes me look like a great big Thanksgiving Day balloon. I know I've been there, done that. The point is this. If you give kids the things that are rotten for them, and by the way, you're a kid. You're a kid of the Lord. And if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, say, Lord God, give me what I want. I want my goodies, goodies, goodies all the time, time, time. He's going to say, no, because I love you, I will not. I'll give you what you need, not what you want. That's what a good daddy does. Mm -hmm. And so listen what the also said in Jeremiah 23, 24. Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I do not see him? No, God always sees you. I remember my first time I ever heard my dad read to me Jeremiah 23, 24. He was, he was preaching a sermon. He was preaching a sermon. And he read this verse. And I could imagine my brother David. Now, maybe it's because he was preaching about David. Uh, brother from God. Or maybe it's because I, my poor brother David got in trouble quite a bit. Poor Zeus. I'm sitting here, that would be this is nickname. But he got in trouble quite a bit when I was a kid. And I could imagine him running and hiding out in the backyard underneath the leaves, fall leaves. You know, you remember how you remember when kids used to get have fun jumping in the fall leaves? I had a, a an imagination and I could imagine him hiding under the fall leaves trying to stay out of trouble from uh, our father. Because my dad said, You can't run from the father. And to this day, when I think about people hiding from God, I think about them hiding under fall leaves or somewhere else where they think that they can hide themselves away from God. You can't hide from God. I'm going to read that verse all the way through. Jeremiah 23, 24. Can a man hide himself in his secret places so that I do not see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? You can't hide from God. You can't hide from God. You just can't. Wherever you are, he is also. It's better to come out with the truth when you make a mistake because God wants to help you. It's not because he wants to get all over you and punish you. I used to think that this is how stupid I was as a kid. I say stupid, uneducated or whatever. I used to think my dad enjoyed getting me in trouble. Like my dad wanted to either spank me or yell at me or whatever. My dad, did, oh, that wasn't his idea of a good time. Are you kidding me? My dad didn't enjoy it. Oh, good. Oh, yay. Now it's my fun time. I get to yell at the kids. No. It wasn't, that's not what mom and dads do for fun. It's not what a good parent does for fun. They hate to do that. But because they love you, because God loves you, he does what he has to do to make you do right. He doesn't want you to fit into the world. He wants you to be away from the things of the world. Listen what it says in James 5.16. James 5.16, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of the righteous man accomplishes much. And you know what that means? 
It doesn't mean you have to come to all your brothers and sisters of Christ and say, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that, I did this since I was five years old. One time I cursed, one time I lied, one time I I stole a brownie and I, no, 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 it's not saying all that. What it's saying is, as I said a while ago, go to the Lord, go to the select few, whether it be your pastor, whether it be your Sunday school teacher, whether it be very, very selective few and go to them. But make sure it's just a few. Don't, don't tell everybody everything. Be wise in the selective. Be wise in the selective. I always say this, because it's true. Make sure you don't go to those who pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheat, 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 talk a little, pick a little more. You don't want to go to those who would tell everybody every little thing in the world, right? You got to be careful. I don't know how everybody found out. Well, who'd you tell? Uh, sister better than you. You don't want to do that. <laughs> you remember that old song? You don't want to tell everyone. Well, who is it? Uh, oh, Grandma Gossip much. Well, you don't want to do that. <laughs> come on, what's wrong with you, you know? <laughs> ah, ah, come on now. Always go to God. But by the way, confessing to God, confessing God is not the same. It's not the same as being uh, devoted to God. Because just because you admit something is wrong in your life is not the same as getting it taken care of because you could tell you could tell someone oh man i did this i'm just going to use this as an example you could tell uh, a cop well i did wrong back there i did wrong i i didn't stop at that stop sign and that's not the same as paying the ticket you know what i mean it's not the same as, as paying the ticket you have to be sorry but more than sorry you have to pay the fine you have to really be repentant. Repentant. The penitent man will pass. You also have to have courage. You have to have courage. You have to have courage in life. You have to have courage. You're not alone. This is why we can have courage as a Christian. You're not alone. We're not to hide things under a bushel because you're not alone. You can have courage. You want to hide it under a bushel? No, have courage. Don't hide things under a bushel. Show it to the Lord. You know what I used to do as a kid, and uh, this is not a secret to my mom, so I don't have to be worried about this now. Uh, this is a stupid mom, and then would tell us, uh, clean your room, clean your room, clean your room, and we'll go to the movies. Clean your room. So I said, oh, I want to go see that movie. Uh, I want to go see Raise the Lost Ark for the fifth time this year. So here's what we would do. And I'm not kidding. My grandma took us five times. So here's what they said. But you can't go take the room. So, okay, okay. So we, oh, I just want to get done. So we, we take all of our dirty clothes stuff and whoop, under the, the bed or whatever. It was a runaway bed. We could do just about anything. Here's the problem with that, though. You go see the movie, and I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I love any of those. Here's the problem with that. The movie would almost be over, and I'd see all the people's faces melting off at the end of the thing, and I'd be thinking, uh-oh, mine's next. Because when I get home and my mom sees that I have the uh, all the stuff under the bed she's gonna make my face melt off here's the problem eventually you can try really hard to hide your sin and the light and everything under a bushel but it's gonna come out it's gonna come out <laughs> by the way my face didn't melt off i was born this way <laughs> my point is this have courage have courage be honest with god and more importantly have courage in this world. Because once you go to God with the problems of your life, and He is with you always, you don't need to be afraid in this world. I'm afraid to show the light of Christ. No, don't be afraid. But you don't understand, Pastor. 
My boss is mean to those who are Christians. I'm sorry about this, but who cares? No, I'm not sorry about it. I'll say, who cares? Who cares what your family thinks? Who cares? Who cares if your boyfriend or girlfriend or your husband or wife? Christ comes first. God comes first. Are, are, you, are you trying to tell me? Are you, tr- are you trying to tell me that you're going to bow and, and, and all that to, to those people before God? Well, shame on you. I, I love those people. I, and mom, I love you. But I'm going to tell you something. Before I, bow, I would ever bow to my mom, I bow to my God. God comes first. First. And I will not hide him under a bushel. Ever. If that means it's me and God alone for the rest of my days, so be it. I will hide him under a bushel. No. I'm going to let him shine. I'm going to let him shine. Hallelujah. I'm going to let him shine. You need to have courage. Now listen to what it says. Listen to what it says in Romans 6, 2. Oh, this is an interesting thing. I found these verses. Romans 6, 2. Romans 6, 2. Then Romans 8, 2. Then Romans 10, 2. So think about this. Romans 6, 2. Two more chapters. Romans 8, 2. Two more chapters. Romans 10, 2. Now listen to this here. Romans 6, 2 says this. God forbid, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? We're not to hide under a bushel of sin and try to fit out there in the dark world. No, no, no. We're to let Jesus shine. Not hide in this world of sin under a bushel and say, I want to get along in the world of sin and be camouflaged out there in the world of sin. No, we're not to be out there and hide along with other people. Don't you see it all the time? Well, we got to live in this world. Yeah, we're to be in the world, not of the world, right? Let that light of Jesus Christ shine, folks. Let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And then in Romans 8, 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. You don't need to be afraid to let that light shine. Let it shine bright. Let it shine bright. And then there's Romans 10, 2. Romans 10, 2. For I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. In other words, what this means is not because of what we know, but because of who we know. Because of who we know. And because of who we know, that is the light that shines within us, we can have courage. We can have courage in this dark, disgusting, filthy world. We can have courage. We're to let Christ shine. In fact, listen what it says. Oh, listen what it says in Matt, or excuse me, in Mark 16, 15. This is Jesus now. Jesus said to them, go into all the world. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We to let Jesus shine as we hide not under a bushel, but behind Jesus to his glory. We're not to, yes, it says go into the whole world and preach the gospel to every creature. We're not to, we're not to hide anymore. People get so many things mixed up. They're thinking, aren't we to be loving and kind? Yeah, we are. Many times people think that means to be passive. No, we're not to be passive. That they, they think that means we're to be quiet. No, that doesn't mean to be quiet. But don't we want them to feel comfortable? Is that what we're trying to do? Or are we trying to be comfortable? Because a lot of people feel that way if they're honest about it. They don't want to cause any ripple in the water 
They weren't try they weren't causing trouble in the wind. They want to get along. We just want to get along. The problem with that, isn't that true? So many people just want to get along. The problem is, is why would you want to get along with the ways of the world? Why would you want to get along with the devil? And by the way, I'm not saying the lost people are the devil, but they're blinded by the devil. They're working for the devil, only they don't know it. I was about to say they're too dumb to know it, and that's true. They're ignorant, and they're blinded, and they don't know it. I've used this as an example before. I've been blind many times and not known it. When I wake up, and it's dark, and I think, oh, I can see this fine. I'll be able to use the restroom. I walk, I'll be walking, and bam, I hit the wall. Oh, I thought I could see. I can't now, except these stars. Here's the thing. These people think they can see just clearly, but they can't. And if you can see they're about to hit the wall, and you don't tell them because you don't want to hurt their feelings, you're a jerk. You really are. Like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I mean, if they didn't, bam, bam. Tell them, hey, hey, there's a wall right there. And folks, there's a wall of death right in front of them. It is our job. You have the light. They don't. Let them see. Put that light in front of them. Let them see they're about to hit the wall, but it's even worse. They're on their way to eternal damnation. Let them see it. Now, you can't make them carry the light within them, but you can do your best to let them see with a little bit of light that possibly they can see that you have. Let the light of the Holy Spirit shine within you. Listen to what it says. I got a lot of Psalms here. Let that Holy Spirit show our weakness to God. Admit them and give them over to God and be taken care of. Because that's the only way it gets taken care of. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Here we go, Psalm 119 again. Psalm 119, verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is what? A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm sure you've heard that. You probably heard the song, a beautiful song. Psalm 119, verse 114. You are a my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even in times of darkness and when we feel rejected, God is with us because there's times that you do feel rejected in this world. You may love your neighbor. You may love your family member. You may very well love them and you feel rejected because you're not invited to a party. You're not invited to your brother's house, your sister's house, your neighbor's house. You may see a whole block party going on, and you say, man, I'm so nice of them. I just brought them cookies I baked, and they didn't even invite me. They don't like me. They don't think I'm a good person. They don't, they don't, they don't. And you let your emotions get to bed every day. Who can blame you? My feelings get hurt sometimes. I lie to myself and say it's because they're jealous of my handsomeness. <laughs> no, I am just joking. In truth, most of the time, we know why. It has nothing to do with you personally. It has to do with the fact that that dark, disgusting, filthy Satan has told them that your light is offensive to them. It hurts their eyes. But remember, even in those moments where your feelings are hurt, look to Jesus and say, don't worry. He's going to say to you, don't worry, sweetheart. Don't worry, my, my baby, my child. It's not even you. It's me. And I love you. I'm with you. Take comfort in that. Take comfort. I would even say take praise in that. And no, I don't mean arrogant praise, but in the fact that Jesus Christ is being seen in you. Isn't that a glorious thing? 
It should be. It should be. Because this is what it says in Psalm 43, verse 2. For you are the God of my, of my refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I walk about mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? But we are oppressed. Christian, as we walk in this dark world, we are oppressed. But remember, it's not because of you. It's to the glory of God that you are oppressed. You are. Sometimes you might wake up in this dark world and you may feel so depressed and oppressed that you don't want to get up. But whenever that happens, you say, shut up, dark world. I'm going to grab that light. And I'm going to get up and walk anyway, because greater is he was in me than he was of the world. And I know I say it a lot. And there's a reason it needs to be said. It needs to become a justice in me. It needs to become a theme when we get up and say, I can keep on keeping on because that light that shines bright in me. I need to put it before my feet every morning. I need to say it rightly within me. I need Jesus to be seen. And when Satan keeps on saying it loud in my ear, I need to hear that glory, that wonderful Still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. God saying, I'm with you, son. I'm with you, boy. Get up and keep on keeping on. Let it be seen brightly within you. Let it be seen. I can say an awful, awful lot, but I won't. I will only say this to you. A couple more things. One thing that I didn't even have prepared until this morning. I just happened to be reading the word of God, finishing the book of Isaiah, which I didn't think was ever going to get done. <laughs> 66 chapters. As I was reading this, I happened to come across chapter 60 of Isaiah. And the first five verses says this of chapter 60 of Isaiah. The glory of Zion. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you for the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness are peoples. But the Lord shall rise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. The nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see they are all gather themselves together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be carried at your side. Then you shall see and be radiant and your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be converted, converted to you. The wealth of the nation shall come to you. Now he was talking to the promised land, but he was talking to his children. He was talking to his children just like you're his children. And it goes on to say this in verse 19 uh, and 20. It goes on to say, The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor the brightness shall be moon uh, give light to you. Excuse me. Shall the moon give light to you? But the Lord shall be an everlasting light to you, and your God for your glory. Your sun shall no more go down, nor shall your moon wane, for the Lord shall be your everlasting light. And the days of uh, your morning shall end. Folks, the day is coming and it's coming so soon. There will never more be a day nor a night, but Jesus Christ shall be a light and he will shine forever all around. We no longer need to look around and see what's going to happen. The question I have for you is this. Are you hiding under a bushel and trying to hide the Savior in you so he can't be seen to the people around us? Because sometimes we find ourselves doing this. We don't. We just want to get along. We should all just get along. 
But folks, that's not why you're here, to get along with the lost. You're here so that people can see Jesus in you and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. If people say, aren't we supposed to be loving and kind? Yes, we'd be kind enough to tell them that they're dying. Let the light be seen in you. No, by all means, hide no more under a bushel. Don't you hide the light of Jesus Christ. Come on out. Come on out. Let people see that light. No, we are to hide behind him. Hide behind Jesus. Hide behind him. And let him shine in this dark world of sin. It will no longer be scary and discouraging and distracting and depressing and devastating. Remember, you're not disqualified by the mistakes that you've made or your weaknesses. You're no longer going to feel disabled by the mistakes and the weaknesses that you've made. You will not be a delinquent. and You're not a delinquent because of mistakes that you've made and the things that you've done wrong in this world. You are not divorced from the church. You're still the bride of Christ, dear saved children of God. You are not this. You are still his child because of the light of Jesus is desired by God's children. And you are desirable to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are desirable because of Jesus Christ. You are delightful because of Jesus Christ. You are a delicacy because of Jesus Christ. You are demanded to follow him and demanded to shine for our survival in the dark world. You are these things, dear children of the Lord. And I will finish by reading Luke chapter 8, 16 through 18, in which it says, No one, when the lights of a candle, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a candlestick, that those who enter, but those who enter may see the light, for nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and revealed. Take heed, therefore, how you hear. For whoever has, to him will be given. And whoever has not, from him will be taken even what he thinks he has. Now that's the same story, three times in a row. God has given us so much. And he wants to shine around for us to see. But he wants to shine through us too. And this is not just so that the lost can see Jesus. But folks, in this dark world, haven't you know sometimes you feel alone? You're not alone, not just because Jesus is with you. But haven't you noticed that sometimes you, you feel alone and suddenly you see that light out there from another brother or sister? And you say, wait a minute, there's another one. Oh, wait a minute, I'm not alone, I forget. Remember how Elijah did that? Elijah felt all alone and he went and hid in a cave and that still small voice of God called out to him and said, hey, you're not alone. And God told him to go out there and speak to several people, one of them being Elisha, who followed with him. My point is this, you're not alone. There's other brothers and sisters out there who have the light within them and it's glowing too. Make sure you glow even brighter, all the brighter, so that not only are people being brought into the Lord, but that those who have the light also will start shining brighter so that greater is he is in you and that they will realize that they can shine bright too. We're not alone. We're not alone. We have not only Jesus, but we have other children of God who have Jesus in them too. We are not alone. We're not alone. We have one another. Shine bright. Let it shine bright. And I'm going to close with one other statement I want to quote. A brother, a 
of ours, went to be with the Lord, or one who I love greatly. And I'm going to quote a quote of him that he got from his grandfather that helped him, helped him greatly to continue to glow and shine when he was a kid. I'm, of course, talking about Brother Charles Stanley. Dr. Charles Stanley quoted his grandfather. He said this to him. And he quoted it, not every, not every single sermon, but an awful lot. And he said this, and you remember this, as you let your light shine, let Jesus shine through you. Obey God and leave all the other consequences to him. Amen. Let that light shine, folks. Don't let Satan blow it out. Don't let the darkness of this world start to make it dim. But keep letting Christ shine bright. I don't know how much longer we're going to be here, but I know one thing. We're only going to go when the light calls us home. Amen? So you shine brighter than ever. And don't you be ashamed, because he's not ashamed of you. Let's bow in prayer. Lord Jesus, I pray right now to you. I thank you for glowing like you do in those days of darkness and I need you. I pray, Lord, you will shine brighter than you ever have before in my life. Lord, for those times that I have failed, those times, Lord God, that I have been tired and, and have allowed myself just to sit in the corner and feel like I can't get up, I, I apologize. I pray, Lord God, that you will continue to give me the urge to get out and shine even more than I did the day before. And every day I pray for that. I pray for my brothers and sisters here today. Lord, I pray for brightness to shine through us, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, for all the people around, especially the lost. Lord God, I pray that there will be more people wanting to come to know you. I pray for a great revival in this church and all the churches around. For our fellow brothers and sisters, Lord, I pray for the, your light, Lord, to shine through them brighter than ever before. For those who are lost in the darkness to look out and see your light calling unto them, Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for the lighthouse to be seen. I pray for this, Lord, throughout the storm. In Jesus' most holy and precious name, I pray these things. Amen and amen.